Are you ready to get peculiar? Yo, 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 hamburger? Yo, 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 it's time for the big O! Oh, shit! Yeah, boy! We're back! Wakashina Podcast Anime with Friends, welcome! I am Sabrina Ray, with me, my co-hosts, the lovely Victoria, the slightly less lovely Donald. Hi. <laughs> Oh. I accept that description. <laughs> no, you're lovely too. You're all lovely people. <laughs> oh. uh, it's not a handsome production, is it? The Big O. <laughs> it it's will. Like, it's like lower budget than Cowboy Bebop. It is. You're right. You know, I feel like that's such a great description. Like if they just had a bigger budget, they really could have had something that was visually in the same neighborhood. And then it's not like Cowboy Bebop was like super expensive either. At least I didn't feel that way to me. I don't, I didn't think so either, but somehow this seems like, like the, they had some leftovers in the budget. And they're like, why don't we make another show? Yeah. Let's use the cutting room scraps on the floor to piece together something <laughs> else. <laughs> I mean, I, I blame it more on the character design and color palette. Like, it is a very blue show. That is true. That is There's, true. I it's like that. It's very dark, dark, like dark colors. It's like one of the episodes we watched, like, Dorothy is saying that sky is really, like, bright blue today. And I'm just like, it looks gray to me still. <laughs> 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 if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known. Gosh, robot feeling more feelings than you. <laughs> it's got to hurt. I do uh, like Dorothy more than great. more than Roger. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of weird stuff in these episodes, but I, I just like don't understand why Roger's a millionaire. Cause like, he's acting like he's like this down and out detective. A lot of the time it's like, it's, parts, it's true. The, the, the this... hard boiled gumshoe act is what he plays. And yet he's got the Butler and the mansion and the, giant effing robot that apparently needs repairs every time yeah and he's like oh don't wake me with loud music i can only be awoken by like nice gentle sounds. music he's, there's a problem here there's a problem and it's like he goes to like this place he's like east town artificial but if you have the cash to live here and then you're like, wait, you're like a super billionaire. You have two elevators. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he does appear to be well compensated for whatever it is that he does. Well, like one day's work, if I recall, he got quite a handsome payday. Yeah, he can even pick and choose who he works with. He's like, I don't like this lawyer. Well, but He's... he also is like, I work for women and old people for free. Like, he doesn't quite say it like that, but it's kind of more fun if he did. <laughs> yeah, that's not the flex you think it is, Roger. <laughs> um, so this episode, man. Okay, this is called Bring Back My Ghost. 
and the ghost is so dumb looking. I can't believe anyone didn't laugh it off the off the bridge. I mean, are we meant and I we're as you mentioned, you know, we're not has we're not, no one seen a ghost before? Yeah, we're not going linearly in this whole thing. So like it's just a projection, right? Like a kind of crappy like here's two eyes and a nose mouth i don't what was it and it all and all it did was scare the living daylights out of people and then like the robot would come up and smash right? yeah and what, what do people call those things when you're like hunting and you hide is it a bluff a blind a, yeah blind or like a, it looks like a walking blind or something it's very unremarkable yeah, I just think that like if you saw it, you wouldn't be like, that's a ghost. You know, I do f- sometimes feel like the low, the I don't know how low quality animation is, but like the animation is somewhat so rudimentary that your mind starts to fill in gaps. And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this this could be really scary because there's like nothing going on here. You know, maybe this maybe this is what terrifies them. I mean, it rolls in with the fog, so it makes sense. It actually reminded me a bit of, there was a Spider-Man movie in the new MCU version of Spider-Man where uh, Mysterio's power was reliant on fog. He needed it to project his, like, illusions. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I just thought of that when I was watching this. Well, I just Um, feel like when when (laughs) when you rely on atmospheric conditions to be right in order to actually be able to wreak havoc, like that seems uh, definitely not a top tier power. I mean, unless you're like walk around with a fog generator all the time and that just seems clunky. That's true. (laughs) See, I I can't complain about the animation too much because I'm a shoujo fan where, you know... If the if the camera pans across a still frame and the character speaking is facing away from the camera, so they don't actually animate, you're like, "Wow, this is fire! This is like real cinema." So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if things are moving on screen, it's good to me. That's true. I, I you know what made me really hammer on the animation was I was watching it and I saw Roger running, and it was so haphazard looking. Uh, the frames just weren't working for me. But let's get away from that and just move to the story. Like we were talking about Roger's sense of like mor- his moral code. And it's it's so weird because he's like, I won't work with this lawyer, but his old mom dowager who's like done great sin in order to be wealthy. <laughs> she's okay. I'll help her. An old woman, an old woman get her birthday wish. Which is to see her dead son. Yeah. I mean. He's yeah. not really dead. No, Huge but whose who's plotline uh, climaxes or reaches, reaches its apotheosis. No, that, that's not the wrong word. It's zenith? Zenith, yes. Reaches its zenith right coincidentally on the day that Roger is supposed to grab him. I mean. That's destiny, man. That's fate. <laughs> he was it, meant to fall off that bridge. I guess so. I guess so. And be scooped up by that robot. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know you've told mecha. me, I, I am definitely behind a little bit. I know you've told me, like, they, they start to explain a little more about this. But, man, there are a lot of coincidental, enormous robots just sort of plonking around. 
I like the idea that they're out there and that we we keep finding them. Uh at least the at least the crazy person or the person enacting revenge this time doesn't look like a freaking I don't know, like a Looney Tunes character. They are so off-putting. I'm getting into episode uh, six right now, but man, that weird Ebenezer Scrooge guy who just has like a sonic, like a magic wand staff. Well, what's even weirder about that one is like, the plot is that his, this plot made no sense. You've got this wonderful piano playing robot that is the last remaining artifact and owns a bar that was previously owned by, it turns out, a scientist, who it also turns out made a giant um, monster robot, which is not related to the Titans that are found underground, just happens to have been built for the hell of it. We don't know, was making it for Paradigm, but this funding got lost after he died because his partner killed him, presumably which Paradigm apparently knew, but they didn't bother to prosecute anyone. And meanwhile, the piano-playing robot is the only thing that can drive this other robot, so it really was sort of its destiny to drive this robot, even though Roger is trying to convince the robot that no, in fact, he was meant to play piano. That bit really got me. I was like, why does the robot have to drive the big robot? Like, Get in the robot, robot. (laughs) Yeah, but like what? Like clearly he was meant to do that, so I feel like the other evil dude was right. Except then Roger's like, no, that's not your destiny. Again, he didn't say it like that, but I like to just put, <laughs> I like to make Roger sound ridiculous, personally. Um, we just didn't make, like, I didn't quite under, like, why did they build that thing in the first place? Like this giant sonic robot. It was kind of cool. It was a little <laughs> weird. They're just like, I just want to have a robot around when I want to I know, I, I want a big robot. I built a big robot for revenge, so give me a reason for revenge. (laughs) It's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the revenge kill bot or... (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So we're talking about that episode now, and that's actually my favorite one of the season, probably, that I've watched so far. It's Um, by far the best episode for what I've seen of the two seasons. (laughs) Dang. That's throwing down. Well, no, I mean, I meant that. I meant that as a compliment. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's a genuine compliment as well because uh, I just think that it 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 keeps things rather ordinary, but also it 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 tells an interesting and compelling story with with like the characters it has rather than going way outside everything like. True. Uh, capturing children and turning them into whatever. <laughs> I think I think all the elements all the elements mesh and like the emotional points land. If if yeah. you don't apparently think too hard about the plot, which I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. The Sorry, episode is called I couldn't a legacy. Help myself. <laughs> the episode is called a legacy of Amadeus, uh, and it's the one where I was referring to earlier, where like Dorothy's waking him up because she's playing exactly according to the sheet music but like without any kind of like pauses or like soulfulness is what they're implying no yeah soul is is right there's no there's no emotion in her performance yeah and it's it's grating on poor roger poor rich roger who loves to sleep in 
It's he's got no job, so he can just do whatever he wants. Like, seriously, I want them to explain, like, oh, Roger actually found, like, a boatload of gold. And so that's why he just stopped being a cop and is just hanging out here, as opposed to, like, somehow becoming massively rich. Doing what? Like, all of his negotiations seem to suck. Everyone's dead or something. I mean, I mean that does get explained later, as far okay, as good. I've watched. Good. Which, is not, which is not further than I had watched the last time, but... Like it's 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 coming. Anyway, he takes her to be tutored by this robot player who kind of I don't know if the styling of him or his like shape made you guys think of it, but I thought of Sam from Casablanca. Oh, I haven't I don't remember anything about that movie. The the piano been... didn't also sort of link that in your mind? No, yeah, but yeah, it 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 has that feeling to me. Uh his name is Instro. Um, which could be taken two different ways. It could be referring to an instrumental piece of music, or as they show later, it could be referring to an instrument. Instrument of destruction. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to put a guitar riff <laughs> under you there, but I don't have a guitar. It's not plugged in, and I can't play. What are you just, just, just like get a get a free sample. Yeah. Or like the Seinfeld bass line. You, you should do it. Like you could do that in post-prod. Just yeah. fix it in post. And his his father, who there's there's some some funky stuff going on in like the <laughs> margins of this series. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But his father looks like the lead character from Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, or like he's got one of those like resent perms, you know, that they that they have the like the that the um, what do they call them? They're like delinquents have in Japan. Uh, doesn't look. He looks too young to be his father. Uh, lots of weird stuff, but they also imply that he's based on the guy's own son, or he was taught piano in place of the son that his father lost at some point. Um, Amadeus, I mean, lost. Amadeus, his... Amadeus. I'm Sorry, glad you I just... No, I'm glad you said that so I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to bring it up. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I just can't resist. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I I did resist. I went through training. Yeah, I, I was trained the opposite way. Let it all out. <laughs> we watched uh, Beastars with my daughter, which was a very interesting, <laughs> a very interesting ride, especially season two. She loved all the gay stuff. <laughs> she... <laughs> I'm very proud. I'm really proud of her. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah I was just thinking about the training Lego she goes through where they just put the piece of meat in the room with him and eventually he like just like starts burying them and stuff I was just thinking about that like with Amadeus it's like it's just like a tape player with Rockney Amadeus there yeah <laughs> can you resist singing along to it in, in it all seriousness I really did like the little tune that they were, that they had Dorothy learning. So that was, was always Chopin? pleasant. Hopefully, or was it, like it was a riff on Chopin. I really hope it was actually Amadeus Mozart, because the club is Amadeus, <laughs> and I just feel like I, I don't know. I don't. I know. don't call him Amadeus. I call him Amadeus. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mozart would love that. Whatever he would have loved that. He's not he still alive. He yeah, was... that's a. He was they, quite they, the clown. 
yeah, they, I mean, they didn't really tell, actually, no, I was going to say they didn't tell us about that in school, but they actually did. Um, I used teacher did, but yeah, he was like really into like butt jokes. He was like, no, he was like a man of taste. I mean, I love that movie. Where yeah, yeah, that's how I found out. I, I, I think that's a fantastic movie. And the, the guy that is playing Amadeus Mozart is just great. Uh, and he's got a song that's like a pun that means like, lick me in the arse. And that's like, yeah, he's just, he was just, he was just like the original shit poster. Pardon me. <laughs> we revere him. He, he was, he was crazy. I like that they called him Wolfie. <laughs> uh, not much else happens. I mean, there's, I, I don't know how Roger recognized that Instra was inside, but I, I, I can't remember because I watched the dub in my rewatch in my rewatch and I watched the subtitles in my original. So I swear I am not necessarily a fan of high dive. And as I'm watching, like I'm watching it <laughs> and I'm watching it and it's in dub. And then I was like, okay, I, I actually want to watch it in sub right now. So I pause it and I go back. I'm like, well, where's the setting for this? And then I go back into the episode and literally it just switches to sub. Like I didn't, I know I did not change anything. I know it because I was looking for something to change. And I was like, I can't, I'm like, I was frustrated slash distracted by something else. So this is, I mean, for all of you people, I'm just, I guess, an old fart who can't figure out interfaces, but nevertheless, like I, it was, it was completely arbitrary, which one I was going to get at any one given time. It's not just you. Like my my most recurring problem with the player is that it'll just freeze in the middle of an episode or the beginning of an episode or the end of an episode and just then just skip to the next one. <laughs> and it's like I have to like plan for this. If you just nod it off for a second, you could get very confused very quickly. Mm. Uh I I liked I liked how Dorothy cared about him. I liked how she she started to she's starting to show more of a connection to like human emotions and behaviors and stuff like that. Um, and then it's kind of cool that at the end he breaks his hands to get out of the machine, but then it, you know, those were like specially designed by a master who had, I guess, I guess in this show it works like, whoever has like the memories of how things were can like recreate the technology from that time. Uh, but if you don't have it, you, you know, you wouldn't be able to get to the level. So like the masters sort of like passed on some of their like skills and traits to like the, the current crop of people. The but, masters, the PowerPoint but, specialist. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't have time to explain that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a callback to a pre-show conversation we had about PowerPoint specialists. But um, you had to be there. Yeah. You did. You did. But you weren't. So anyway, uh, they couldn't build his hands quite right. But then Dorothy's kind of like teaching him, and they're like, "The music is in him, so it's okay." And it was also nice that Dorothy's playing was sort of the trigger that kind of helped him like see his value. I liked how they put his bow tie in the shot and held it up. And like they, the bow tie was like in the, like the POV of the camera and they put it back on him, like telling him, you're not just a war machine. You're a 
Dirty Jaws bar piano player. It plays like a good Magical Girl episode. <laughs> oh, like it hits, it hits, it hits those, it hits those beats. It hits that format. Yeah. I guess uh, also it's, oh, sorry, I need to continue. No, go ahead. Uh, also, I think this is the first time in the eight episodes we've watched that we see another android. <laughs> which was a little confusing to me because it seems like they're commonplace in the society, but then like. Yeah. You think it would be kind of a bigger deal. Like Roger would have previously been like, huh, I'm saddled with an Android girl. Maybe I'll go to the only other Android I know. And (laughs) they can, as opposed to like, just, Oh, go learn music from this other Android. Like, Dorothy could learn, you know, emotional music from a non-android. Like, it seems weird that the one you bring her to learn emotional expression from is another android. Just just throwing that out there. It's a little odd. The guy does, the guy, the android does own a bar, so I give him credit for that. Like, what is the legal situation related to this android? I'm very curious. Wasn't this a Philip K. Dick book? (laughs) <laughs> do androids, androids dream have of electric sheep yeah yeah uh, do androids have you know do androids have electoral intellectual property yeah do androids <laughs> have property rights details at 11 own a dirty jazz bar the new novel um that's it for this episode i i like some of it and some of it i like <laughs> This is the, you know, remember when I was talking to you guys and I was excited about this show? This is the one I watched and this is why I was excited. So I was like, okay, now it's getting going. Now it's getting good. This show is like purely a vibe and fumes. Like (laughs) it's got, Mm. like there's a whole, I feel Mm. like maybe I should just get really baked and watch it. That would, that would do it. Like I don't think so. It's missing some essential ingredient. (laughs) That, that didn't help. <laughs> but there's some bits that it does really well. And that's why, like, I don't know. I, it... I know what you mean. All right. It's, so it's, it's trying to get there. It just doesn't. It's like right at the asymptote. <laughs> I love using that word. <laughs> so close. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so... Let's talk about what we're doing in pop culture. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, I just finished Cyberpunk 2077. I had not done it for a while because when it first came out, it was completely broken. But I finally got to play it start to finish, and I loved it. And it kind of is relevant to this because it does have a lot of that same kind of like... I mean, we're only scratching the surface so far with only two androids showing up in this show, but... uh, it sort of scratches the sur- it sort of is in the same realm of asking those questions about what it means to be human and what are these what is the identity and like if you're sort of a copy of another person like are you still yourself like what does it mean to you know uh implement robotic there's none of that in the show what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> the show is nothing <laughs> no but uh What's really cool is is the main plot of it is like there's this character named uh, V. You pick their like background. Are they like from the slums? Do they come from corporate? And then 
that, that doesn't really end up mattering except in your personal like sort of like journey like it gives you options to sort of like call on your past to answer questions to just sort of fill out the world but what happens is you steal this chip it goes bad it gets stuck in your head and then you get shot and killed and when you come back it, the chip has started to rewrite your brain with the brain of this jailed revolutionary who is also Keanu Reeves who is also a rock star who is also uh, like a terrorist and a uh, fuck daddy. So like you've got this like dude <laughs> hanging out in your head and he's rewriting your personality and you guys are starting to overlap, but you can learn from each other or you can fight each other. And it's interesting and it goes in interesting places. And as I was playing this, I was thinking, man, I wonder if the big O ever goes and asks these kinds of questions about like what it would mean to forget like so much of things or to to have sudden access like Biff from the Back to the Future movies where he gets the almanac and he can suddenly, you know, guess the future and he suddenly has a ticket to anything he wants. Like, is that what memories are? Are they a ticket to like the future? Are they like a warning? Is, is that why these big robots are like hanging around, like protecting them? So like, it just was interesting. And, and also you can like, you can do a lot of stuff, like shoot things. <laughs> <laughs> like the best motorcycles too. And every time you brake, it turns into one of those Akira slides. That's in like every movie, including Nope from last summer. It was also in Pui Pui Mokar. Oh, it was in that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of the most overused shots ever, I think. But yes, it's always good when you see it. I don't know why. <laughs> what do you else see you guys working on? What are you doing? What'd you see? Well, I should see some Sundance movies this weekend, and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we're back in that cycle. Nope. Edited. <laughs> <laughs> bleep it out yeah all right then that's the episode oh was that wait no i didn't get to talk about what i was doing (laughs) do it did do it on the spot oh yeah like out of out of nowhere i got the urge to replay the first second densetsu aka final fantasy adventure because that was the name it got localized under for the game boy in 1991 because i just didn't really remember anything about it like i liked that series i was one of it was it was like it was my preferred like Squaresoft series back in the day. But anyway, it's um, amazing how obtuse old old JRPGs used to be. And like, you almost, you don't really appreciate that until you go back, until you go back to them. Appreciate, but also get frustrated with, because, you know, nowadays, like they'll, they'll give you hints and it turns out you kind of need those. (laughs) So it's just, I'll just get, I'll just get to a room. I was like, I got into one room in one dungeon where it's just like, the entire room is filled with lava and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I got to find a path around it. And I'm like smacking the walls, trying to find a hidden, like a hidden entrance or something. I yeah, was like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way the solution is just to walk across the lava and heal. But it was. <laughs> what? Did, there was no, I don't know. There was no hint that that was like, I would never think like if I saw a big pile of lava, 
I think I'll walk across this. Yeah, no one can swim in the game, but they can walk, you know, he can walk across lava. I, I guess I guess the hint would be that there were some other rooms with smaller pools of lava and you you could walk across those, but you would take damage. So it yeah, you know, but but still, like I was avoiding the lava because it's lava. <laughs> like, I wasn't like, hmm, I wonder if I can walk across this, because you know, I can't walk across the water. Why would I be able to walk across the lava? <laughs> Graphics, anyway. graphics in games haven't like spoiled. Haven't like uh, I I don't I don't feel like graphics in games are as important as presentation is these days because it's hard to go back from cyberpunk where it feels like when you're talking to someone they're like doing stuff or like they're like actively engaged in the conversation with you and then you go to something like Mass Effect which was the thing I popped in afterward. And it was just like everybody was standing very uncomfortably all the time. Or even if they were sitting, they looked like they were like they'd never sat in a seat before. Like there's no there's no sense that you're like leaning back into anything. Like it's very strange what like sets me off. But if it were like if we were going back to like 16 or 8 bit, I'd be like, oh, okay, this pixels, this this pile of pixels is on top of this other pile of pixels and that's okay. <laughs> well, cause you know, it was meant to be seen on like what a two inch screen. I, I remember feeling so sad when like they'd play the sad music in like final fantasy two or three. I, you know, the American ones, which would be six, six, <laughs> three was, yeah, three, three, <laughs> three, which was six. actually six. This yeah. is making it sound like toilet paper math. You guys, you you know what toilet paper math is? I don't know what toilet paper math is. But that's a good note to go out on. Let me it's, hear it. It's some of my favorite. You so when you go and you buy like a big pack of toilet paper, they're like, it's like thirty three equals seventy eight on the on the pack. It's like all this like you're like, well, what does that even mean? Like, so what what? It's just. Toilet paper. Why do we? Why do we have math on my toilet paper container? There are no standardized size for toilet paper right. rolls. It's like, where it's, like, I don't know. it's like six big rolls equals forty-two and a half small rolls. It's like what? It's what? Who? Who's buying? It's just toilet paper. Just buy the toilet paper you want. Ever since, <laughs> ever since the queen died, we don't know how much toilet paper is in a toilet paper roll. Yeah, this is it's not like a continental versus metric or some sort of measurement issue. It's just like these are rolls of toilet paper. And so toilet paper math is some of my favorite kind of math because it basically is like just whatever works, you just put it up there. And that's I, did the math. A, I did just have a horrifying thought that that's what they refer to our like our system of measurement in other countries that have the metric system <laughs> that we just do toilet paper measurements. That is a joke on the internet. I think oh it's- no! <laughs> I have seen that before. <laughs> I can see that being the case. All right, thank you everyone for listening as we do at the end of the show every time. Okashku. Iko. <laughs> I was too early there. Uh, we are part of the Moonshot Podcast Network, so go check them out on the internet. Use that Google thing that you all love so much, and uh, you can find their Patreon, patreon.com. I would tell you what it is, but I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> 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 <laughs>